0: Experience the unconventional, Even the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox, exactly. with rule-free Ian Lee, The Late Night Alternative, with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio.
1: As a woman called BJ. You don't get many women called BJ anymore. BJ was a popular name for women. Obviously, BJ and the Bear, that was a guy. But BJ was a popular name for women. That was BJ arno uh, taken from the... the can, albums that have got the same song on twice. That's the Live and Let Die soundtrack. It's got that, and it's got Live and Let Die on there. So, album songs that are on the same albums twice, 0344... Four nine nine one thousand. that's the first phone-in of the day. Second phone-in of the day, guys. By the way, my name is Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. Welcome, welcome one. Welcome all. The Giggle Factory is open for business. Second call-in of the day is, who are these absolute twonks going around on the electric scooters? You know, you know the scooters that are like the push... First of all... Seeing an adult on a child's scooter, like, okay, if, if you've dropped the kid off at school and you're using it to get home, do you know what? You know what? I can let you get away with that. I can dig that. You're using the kid's scooter, I don't dig that. But if you're using it whilst wearing a suit to get to work, I don't dig that. But the electric scooters, I vacillate between thinking the people using them are twonks and thinking... I want to get one. I want to get one. But I don't know when I would have the courage, Catherine, Mm -hmm. the courage, the bravery to use one of these electric... Scooters.
2: I think you have to have a devil-may-care attitude if you're going to ride one of those bad boys. What are
1: the rules? I want the top five laws on using those things now, Don't please. Don't do
2: it on the road, please.
1: OK, these, seen, are cast, these are Cat's laws, I've, by the way.
2: I've seen them, and the electric skateboards, which, by the way, I think it's cheating. Yeah. I've seen them on the road. See men Holden, on the road? I've seen them a on the road.
1: That's outside cat's house. That was rude. Yeah. Could be outside my house. Who cares? Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine if you came out, you opened your curtains. What's the weather? What you... Is that... It's that semen on the street outside my house. And it would have to be a lot to be able to see it from a yeah, first-floor exactly. window. Yeah, a puddle. Wow. Or as, um, as um, Alan Caddick might say... wow! Um, so these are Kath's top five rules yeah. on using electric scooters.
2: Don't wear a helmet. Don't? No. OK. Not on one of them. Come on. OK. If you're going to be on one...
1: He on one. She's talking about the scooters, guys. <laughs> She's not talking about drugs. And
2: if you're going to wear a helmet, then you've got to match it up with the knee pads and the elbow pads.
1: I don't get how you're allowed to use them on the road, how I can be stopped at traffic lights in that there scary London and bicycles pull up beside me, fine, and then suddenly some guy on an electric scooter pulls up beside me and I'm like, huh? What the hell is that I don't get it. Is it a pavement vehicle? Is it a road vehicle? What is it? It's the... I think they should be on the pavement, although there was a Chinese man um, the other day getting right on my... When we went to see this Beatles tribute show, me and my sister last night, it was a great show, absolute blessing last night. Um, the, tickets were sorted out by the guy that played the harmonica on Karma Chameleon. Ah, oh, that, that guy, guy Judd. Judd Landers is his name. He's a really nice guy. He used to work with the Beatles and he played harmonica on Car- Karma Chameleon. Right, And I'm trying to persuade him to come in. He's a gobshite, but he's a good one. I like him a lot. And anyway, he got me and my sister. I don't know how. But he was promoting this Dutch band called The Analogues, who are a Beatles covers band, right? But they only play complete albums, right? And they don't dress up as the Beatles, but they play the music exactly as it's done on the record. And he got us tickets, me and my sister, to go to see the Analogues perform Abbey Road in its entirety. Yes, there was a pause at the end and then they played Her Majesty and ended on that half chord at Abbey Road Studios. Now, I have never been into Abbey Road Studios. I nearly went a few years ago when G- uh, Giles Martin, son of Sir George, started waving his penis in my direction. Then he very quickly zipped his fly up and I was denied access. That's kind of a true story apart from the penis waving. Um, but we went into Abbey Road. Not only that, we, we, there was a huge queue there for 250 people. We went straight to the front of the queue and were guided in. Walking through the gates up to the steps of Abbey Road, I was like, <sighs> I could feel it. Walking through the front door of Abbey Road, I was almost in tears. And then Judd took us down the corridor and he said, oh, through that door. And security wouldn't let us through it. He said, oh, don't don't worry, they're with me. So we walked through this door and in the corridor are the old mixing desks that Sir George of Martin, Jeff Emmerich and them bloody Beatles would have fingered And I touched, I touched the, I I fiddled with George Martin's knob. It was beautiful. And then he said, come and have a look at this. And we went downstairs. I can't remember the number. Is it Studio 2? We went into, I think it's Studio 2 where the Beatles recorded nearly everything that they recorded. And I, I've seen so many photos of it. It's the one with the long stairs going up to the control booth at the top and it's where they recorded things. There was an old piano there. Is that there.
2: where I'll play it if you want me to play it and if you don't want me to play it, I won't no, play No, that, t- that
1: was Tukinham Studios. Oh. But there was an old piano there. It was the oh bloody oh blood um, sort of tack piano. Den diga den diga den den. den, 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 den. Is that that piano was there? And then the studio we were in, I, it was, I can't remember which. I, I think it was Studio Three. It was a big studio for the concert. And um, Mark Lewison, who we've had on the show, Beatles expert, gave a little introductory talk. And he pointed out that we were in the room, and I was sat twelve feet away from where the Beatles sat when they performed All You Need Is Love to be broadcast live around the world to a billion people. And, and, dear God, I know some of you, some of you, dear listener, are untouched by the Beatles. And for that, you have my deepest, deepest sympathies. It really must be a miserable, miserable existence uh, that you lead. Uh, but for me, it was like going to Lourdes. It was like it must be what a what a, a, a Muslim must feel like going to Mecca. It was Mecca for Mecca. This place. It must be what's the, the Christian equivalent of Mecca. Lourdes is not quite it, even though that's where the Virgin Mary was supposedly seen.
2: Bethlehem's Bethlehem.
1: Important. I went to Bethlehem and felt very little apart from hot and disgusting. By their horrible coffee that they drank. Um, but for me, it was I, I got it. I got it. It was, you know, it was a thing that had been touched by greatness 50 years ago. And it had a it had a spiritual, emotional impact on me. And this band, this band, the analogs, we're going to get them on in the phone at some point. Hopefully in the future, we'll get them in the studio. We're definitely going to get them on the phone. Um, my God, Catherine. They were they were remarkable. Didn't look like the Beatles didn't look like them. They got their Dutch, so they got a slight Dutch accent, but that's it. The, everything, they, everything was exactly the the same. They, they bought out an anvil for Maxwell Silverhammer. Maxwell Silverhammer and I Want You She's So Heavy are songs that I'm not, not particularly taken by, but hearing them live, my God, I Want You She's So Heavy is incredible. And then for an encore, we went into the Beatles studio and they played half a dozen songs, including. The Ballad of John and Yoko, which again is not a song. It's actually it's one of the it's a Beatles song I actively dislike. Right, flipping it though. What a rousing chorus! Two hundred people going, Christ, you know it ain't easy. I was totally into it. Oh, they were good. They were so good. It was magic, man. You should have been there. I know you couldn't. You were invited and you couldn't make it, Mm -hmm. Catherine. Next time. It was it was absolutely uh oh it was magic, oh so that was it, so we 're at the front, me, and my sister, and this guy called will that we we kind of hooked up with who's a nice guy, and we 're right at the front, okay, and the, the stage is two foot three foot away from us, and at the, the end of um, Abbey Road at the end of the end medley, we all stood up and the, and the, the guy's going we've got a little bit more to do, but we 're right in the front in the middle, and this um Japanese kind of guy came and stood in front of my sister and stepped back into her. He was just so excited. He was so thrilled and obviously a huge fan of the band that he came um, and stepped... He just kind of stepped back into Joe's personal space quite some way. And I just looked... And we were both just wetting ourselves laughing at this guy. But the concert was amazing. I had tears in my eyes at points. Joe had tears... They had a string section. My God. The end medley. I'm goosebumps for lots of it. I had tingles down the back. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm going to be honest, guys, as a lot of my stories evolve, 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 involve drugs, um, and revolve around them. There was a little bit of time travel going on when they're playing the bit, um, uh Sundays on the f- oh, out of college, money spent, see no future, pay no rent. I travel back in time twenty-four years to when I'd taken LSD and we had we were listening to Abbey Road. And I was back there. I'd created a time portal. It was an absolutely magical evening. And you try and look up stuff on the analogues online. There ain't a lot. There's some videos. There's not a lot of information about them. Dutch, you see. I don't think they have the internet. Um, in Dutch. I made a. What language do they speak in Dutch? Dutch. So German?
2: No.
1: Okay, so. But it's like German, isn't it? You'd understand German if you were a Dutchman. Um... Yeah, I think so. So I made a very funny joke that I don't think got the respect it deserved. Even by. Um, uh who's this? I've noticed in eight minutes you have told nine lies and counting, says someone whose phone number ends 8661. Well, you've missed three lies then, madam. So they speak German. So we're in the second room waiting for the encore and they're at the top of the stairs and Judd is on the stage and he's going, uh, guys, are you going to come down? Yeah, guys, he's from Liverpool. Uh-huh. Guys, are going to come down? And they said, oh, we, we've lost one of our band members. Right. And so there was an awkward silence, right? Great joke. A great joke. I said... Mac Schell, Mac Schell, which is what the Beatles used to have shouted at them in German, in Germany, yeah. in uh, the Hamburg. Matt means make, make a show. And so I'm shouting at them in what's pretty much their native language, give or take a little bit. And I was expecting a huge, huge... Um, laugh. I got absolutely nothing. Wow. Absolutely nothing. Very, very disappointing indeed.
2: Is that true or is that another lie? Uh,
1: we'll wait for uh, 8661 to let us know. 03-44-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Anything goes on the Late Night Alternative with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We are Talk Radio.
0: Experience the unconventional, Evening, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee, the late-night alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On talk radio.
1: Oh, hang on a minute, guys. I gotta, uh, I gotta close down. Is this supposed to? Does the keyboards The keyboard's wireless now. Oh, look at that! Isn't that clever? I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm um, just going to close down phone box. What are you doing?
2: Just checking what's going on. I
1: press, do you know how to do this? No. You press the Windows key, yeah. and then you click on phone box, yeah. and you close it, uh-huh. close it, then you click on phone box, and you open okay. it, and we're in. Because, of course, you did... Andrew and Alan, come to you in a second. You did the show on for f- 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 Friday I while did. I was at Dan TDM, having mm. the time of my life... Um, how did the show go? I heard a lot the show. It went really well. It was we funny. Had, we
2: had fun times. It's funny. Mm.
1: It's a good show. You do good show. you are Mack-a-show.
2: I did make a show
1: um, My boys, I'm so sorry for my boys calling you and your listeners losers. That well, was outrageous.
2: I don't think that's inaccurate.
1: That is, that, that was very, very rude of those guys. We had You the,
2: were out on the razzle and we, we were here so slaving drunk. away. I think we are the losers. I,
1: they were so drunk on um, crap food. I mean, excellent food. We'd stopped off at McDonald's drive through,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, but we sat in the car park and ate it. And then once they, we went not see Dan. And TDM on Friday. That's why Kath was doing the show, and uh, who's this YouTuber, right? He's a phenomenon. He's a phenomenon. He's a young lad worth twenty five million ish. He, pl- he played Wembley Arena. The noise when he came on stage was bigger than any pop star I've heard. It was amazing. And basically, it was, it was him and his, him and some audience members playing video games on stage for two hours. It was great though. And uh, so we stopped at McDonald's on the North Circular, so glamorous. And we had to—we were the blue team, so the boys had to change into their blue clothes because I picked them up from school. So they did that. And in the car park, we're spraying our hair blue because he used to have blue hair. Hardly anyone else did it. We saw four other people there that had done the blue hair. So we did that, went to the show, had a great time in the first half, got hot dogs in the interval, great time in the second half. And then I said to the boys, I got backstage passes to meet Dan TDM, but I hadn't told them that. And uh, they knew that I've had recently had an upset stomach. So much to tell you guys. I don't know if we'll get to the calls. We will eventually. 0344 499 1000. Um, and I said, look, guys, my stomach's not great. I really want to go to the toilet. But the, everyone was leaving Wembley. And yeah. it's just, I said, but there's, there's a mess. Here's something you don't know. Um, I've just never told you this before. When you're, when you're famous, like me, you get given passes to go to use the, the posh toilets at different venues. And I've got these... Um, they hadn't noticed I'd picked up an envelope at, at the door earlier on. Didn't ask, what's that envelope you've picked up? So I took these wristbands out. So if we put these wristbands on, it'll get us, get us to the posh toilets. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. How many people will be in the posh toilets? I said about six, but it'll be nice and clean. And I think, oh, OK. So we're going against the flow of the traffic to get to the other end of the arena. And every time we get to a security guard, they stop us and I just... So Greg just waved my wrist at them. Um, and then we went upstairs to this private bar. And there were about 30 people there. And James Buckley was there from a friend of the show. It is Buckley, isn't it? Yes. I'm saying it out loud and it doesn't sound right. James Buckley. That's right. I want to say James Buckingham, but that's no. Lindsay Buckingham.
2: Yes, except James. No, it is James Buckley.
1: I don't... formally of the in betweeners. Formerly. Anyway, he was there. and I've not seen him for a while, so I was chatting to him. And the boys are going, oh, can we use the toilet? We couldn't find a men's toilet, so we had to use the ladies. And then he said, "Oh, can we go now?" And I said, "Oh, well, let me speak to Jack. Charlie." Brook was there. I didn't. I didn't go and. I was going to go and speak to him, but he went because uh, I know Charlie a little. I know Charlie to say hello to. Um, and uh, I said, "Let me speak. Let me." I've just not seen James for a bit. It'd be great if I. And they were the boys were a little bit. <sighs> okay. Okay. So they're playing on my phone, and then I saw there was a door behind me, and I saw Dan TDM's manager come out. I thought, right. He's coming out now. So I grabbed the phone off my boys and said, right, just listen, this lady might be just giving us a little bit of information about something. Yeah, all right. And they turned to look at her and she went, ladies and gentlemen, 30 people in this bar. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dan TDM. Round of applause. Dan walks out. He's as, as close to me as we are to Amy now. It's at 10 foot. And uh, the boys just stu- stood there. One was sat, one was stood. And they just looked. Their jaws dropped their eyes opened, then they started looking at the floor because they were all embarrassed, they didn't want... It was incredible. And my eldest looked at me, I winked at him, he winked back and then they just carried on staring and that was that was it, that wink. And um, uh, and then, then a queue formed. There were maybe 10, 12 kids in there. A queue formed and I said, well, should we join the queue and go and say hello to him? Are we allowed to? Dude, we are, We are allowed to. And my eldest kept saying, and he'd said it several times before. Then, this is the best day of my life. Thank you, Daddy. And we sat in the queue, and as we get closer, they're getting more and more nervous, and they're getting more nervous, and they sort of didn't want to come too close to him. And I said, guys, we're next. And he was, he was so charming. He was, he signed a cap for them. He signed a lanyard, lanyards of things. Um, and I said, I'd said to the boys earlier in the day. Just imagine if we went to the toilet and Dan TDM was there. What question would you ask him? We're playing that game. My oldest question was, were you nervous tonight walking out on stage? And he said, yeah, I was actually. I forgot some of it. My youngest question was genius. He said, Dan, I love it. So uh, so earnest. Dan, what's your favourite colour apart from blue? And Dan went, "Ah, uh, orange? What's yours? And my youngest went blue and it was that <laughs> and it was just and we and then we we kind of stepped away and we just sat and talked to his manager Elspeth a little bit it was really really delightful he's not coming on the show uh this time but he might come at another time and um it was just magic and we walked out we phoned you your show uh literally four five minutes after we'd met him so the boys were as high as kites they were walking on on air and uh, thanks for letting them come on the show. Oh, they, no, they my loved pleasure.
2: It. I wanted to hear all about
1: it. What's funny is they were so talkative before and after of that course. phone call. As soon as the phone is there, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my little babies. My little babies. It was some night. And um, it's made me think rock and pop is dead. Apart from a handful. Here's what I was saying to my sister yesterday, and it got us both quite sad. Very, very soon, there'll be no Beatles left alive. There'll be no Beach Boys left alive. There'll be no monkeys left alive. Very soon,
4: mm.
1: very soon, probably within ten years. Could be, could be five, right? And I've got no other reason to go to concert. I've got no reasons to go to concerts. I don't want to go. Bare Naked Ladies playing the Royal Albert Hall next year. See if I can get some tickets. Um, I have no no. And once those big rock stars are gone. Apart from your, your Bieber, apart from a handful, the kind of people that can do five, talk, five dates around the country filling out 12,000 seat arenas and getting that amount of noise, there's not going to be that many, but rock and pop is dead, man. YouTubing, streaming, online, whatever it is, that is, that is the now yeah. and will be the now for quite a while, meaning it will also be a little bit of the future, I'm guessing.
2: We were talking about this on Friday. How you know it's not for us. No. This, you know we're all going. God, it's is mad, isn't it? Fancy going and watching that? It's not for us, right? And that is no. exactly what our parents said when yeah. we were going to see DJs. Totally. What are you going to go and watch a bloke play some records? You're right. you, That's I, insane. I
1: think I heard you make that point. And yeah, it is absolutely spot on. It's it's the same thing. Guitars and drums. Th- there'll always be a space for it, but it, as as it being um, the main focus of entertainment for kids is gone. No. It's
2: gone. it's it's gone but what I find interesting is people despite the fact that okay we're talking about it generationally moving from big stadium acts to DJs playing stadiums and arenas to this kind of thing human beings always want to feel something communal right all those things can be done on your own you can listen to a record at home you can listen to a DJ at home you can watch the videos and stuff but people will always want to come together and share that experience and that's that's the thing you're paying for
1: That's it. Anyway, it's inspired me to come up with a new show for us, but I don't quite know how we're going to do it. You know all the games we play on the radio, dear listener, uh, like Yes No, um, uh, Adamant, Lock Poker. If you've seen us live, we play Guess Who. Sort of. I want to turn that into a live show, so like a game show, you know, like a TV game show, but do it in a theatrical environment. And I just getting my head around the logistics of doing it, I want to do it in a theatre, that holds two, three, four hundred people.
2: iPod Roulette, there's another one.
1: iPod Roulette, thank you very much indeed. We'll jot that down. I want to do it... I've got the list here, actually, so I can do that. Um, I want to do it in a theatre, two, three hundred people. Um,
2: You want to do it in teams?
1: I want to do it in teams. It's the logistics of getting a space and and, and setting it is is kind of the thing for me. The the, the mechanics of the games we can work out near the But So that's going to be... I think that's going to be our next thing. It's inspired me. That... God, what a weekend... Saturday, I host a Q&A with Greg Turkington. A lot of you won't know the name. He's supposed to, He was going to come on the show on Friday. He texted me Friday saying, right, can I come in tonight? I went, oh man, I'm not in. Um, Greg Turkington, Neil Hamburger, star of On Cinema, really very funny man. Um, and now it turns out a friend of mine, he invited me to host a Q&A with him in a record shop, Rough Trade West, small little record shop, did it for free. Uh, in front of thirty people, and it was us stood behind the counter, no microphones, just chatting, and it was it was beautiful, it was funny, it was a thrill. I mean, I'd have paid him. To do it, there were his fans are very similar to ours in that they are very dedicated and know his work better than he knows it, and a bit geeky and a bit quiet and and you know they like our fans they're really really nice people. In fact, Jonathan Sloman was there, who's at everything.
2: <laughs> He's at <laughs> everything that we'd like to go to. We find Jonathan Sloman there.
1: Jonathan's a guy I worked with ages ago. He edited a film that I did, and um, he pops up at so many things that me and Kath go to. Um, We've
2: stopped being surprised. No, I know. I, I was surprised. I
1: was jonathan you're here well of course i'm here so all right anyways a really nice guy um and so i interviewed greg for half an hour took some questions from the audience and he signed books while i chatted to jonathan and it was lovely and um i walked back with him to the tube greg and got the tube with him and um he's inspired me a lot him and tim heidecker have made a movie in three days a movie Mm. and he has inspired me A lot, his attitude is slightly different to mine in that he he can afford to turn down work and do what he wants to do, which was my attitude 20 years ago. Now I don't really give a shit. I will take stuff that I don't particularly want to do if it pays well enough and isn't humiliating too much so that I can then afford to do, you know, this game show that we're talking about might not make any money. Okay, if, if, you know, if we only cost us a couple of hundred quid, well, I can afford to do that because I'm doing other stuff that I don't necessarily, you know, that gives me no artistic reward like you know voiceovers and things like that so we can afford to do that but man it was inspiring it was uh it was inspiring um 8661 just call in stop 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 texting just call in it's crazy
2: accusing you of lying again
1: no he's loving the show absolutely loving the show but he's too scared to to call in i'll take your number down and give you a call after the show if you want uh, so it was inspiring it was inspiring i'm feeling inspired Catherine. we're gonna make some great stuff yeah This year. Good. Once I get my back sorted out. Um, 0344 4991000. This is Talk Radio. Reporter Murder in the Graveyard is the must listen true crime investigation series from Wireless Studios and Talk Radio. Bakewell. 1974, 17-year-old Stephen Downing is convicted of the brutal murder of Wendy Sewell. Hear the extraordinary true story
0: behind one journalist's gruelling campaign to rescue a forgotten victim of the British legal system, the longest miscarriage of justice in British history. The whole thing seemed to be based purely and simply on what the police thought had happened at that time and what the forced out of Stephen in the confession.
1: Don't miss the next episode of Reporter Murder in the Graveyard this Saturday night from 10 only on Talk Radio and via your usual podcast provider. Set free your mind, let your
0: fancy take flight. Conversation gets curious by the glow of moonlight. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
1: Oh, 03444991000. Good evening, Andrew.
5: Good evening to you both. Um, I just thought, I, after what you were saying about um, what you saw last night at Abbey Road, I thought, I've, I've got to call in and share my experience from Saturday Andrew night sent and me Andrew time. sent
1: me a tweet. Andrew uh, spends most of his time in Las Vegas, and he sent me a tweet saying, um, I can get tickets for um, uh, Paul McCartney for $90, should I go? Uh, I went, bah. How is that a question? Yeah, of course you've got to go.
5: <laughs> I think I'd see somebody tell me, just, just do it, because I was going by myself and thought, well... Should I, shouldn't I? And I think I'm similar to you in the, I don't always fancy doing stuff like that. and yep. It takes me a bit to actually push me to do it. And, and you did, you did go and that sort of goaded me into it. So I went and... Wow, Never Look Back. Um, did he play that? Never <laughs> Look
1: Back, one of my favourites. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, no, didn't he didn't. No, he opened with Hot uh, Days Night yes. and, and and closed with um, Hey Jude. Uh, hey Jude. Yeah, yeah. Of course he did. <laughs> and he the... always starts
1: <laughs> and ends his shows with songs beginning with H. It's just his thing. It's just his thing that he <laughs> oh, does. Yeah, always does. That's done. Oh, always. It,
5: it was just incredible. Uh, such energy. And there was, there was one bit in it. And what you were saying about, um, you know, it, it's kind of a almost rock and pop, it's a bygone era yeah. getting that way. There's one bit and he, he said he called out to the audience and said, Look, this is stuff we used to go through with um, you know, when we were younger and we were performing, you'd have know, all the, the girls screaming and we couldn't hear each other playing for the screaming in the uh, in the venue. And with that, he called out to all the women in the uh, in the arena to, to scream, and did they did, came. and what a racket. Yeah. But uh, I could just imagine the excitement of, of the time when it was... Here's uh, the thing, man. He's se- a-
1: he is 77 years old, and I bet you've never seen a show as energetic, have you? No, no, you wouldn't
5: know it. You wouldn't know it at all. It's just amazing amazingly good show
1: and the voices so, you know he's lost a little bit of the high register on some of them oh he yeah. did, plays them <laughs> all in the same key he recorded them in. It is, there's a little bit of croak going on but it's still yeah. some voice and some bass and some guitar player
5: oh it's just, just amazing I was so glad I did it it was an incredible show and he did three hours non-stop track after track then yep. came back on with the uh, the encore just amazing energy and yeah very very glad I did it so thank you for, um, for goading me into it it was uh, it was accepted and, of uh,
1: and did it. I'm always happy to bully people into going to do things that they perhaps would not normally do like that, particularly um, when it's something like that. Also, $90, so 75 quid? I mean, all right, so it's a, it's a lot of money, but to see someone like that, you know, uh, if, you, if you're not digging it, you go home early, you know, it's something like that. But wow, wow. Let's go to Luke. Good evening, Luke. Good
6: Yeah,
1: I'm just talking about Uh huh, yeah. Yep. And we. It was amazing. Uh huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Luke is shrinking. Is this yeah. Luke, sorry, are you on speakerphone, mate? Get off my flipping show! That's why I don't like speakerphone! Broken Britain. (laughs) Terrible business. Have you found that mysterious doll yet? Someone may have delivered it to the wrong building. Nope, there's been no doll here.
2: I don't believe... I don't believe it's... I don't believe you!
1: Play it even louder! (laughs) Dylan Impression. Um, What on earth did... How did Luke think that was in any way a a contribution to the show that I would be happy to, to be involved in? Alan?
2: Oh, no, no, no. So you're,
1: are you asleep, Alan? Banned for the rest of the week, mate. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Banned for the rest of the week. It's as simple as that. It's really quite simple if
2: you want to join in with the show. Ring up... Please tell them, Catherine. Two, last two calls, please. Ring up, be conscious, don't be on speakerphone. There
1: we go. That is it. That is it. That is... If, if Luke wants to call back again, you're very, very welcome to, but, I mean... <laughs> You know. you're you doing a bit of the old Simon Cowles there, you're doing a bit of Simon Cowles there. I am. I is mean, it, your face my your face, face makes you look Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, your trousers are up to your tits. They're a high waist, That's high, a high
2: waist Oxford bag oh, going
1: on. This is a uh, high waist is something. I'm not quite sure what it is, as I couldn't quite work out a decent gag there. No, good one. Let us go to Lavinia.
3: Uh, good evening, Ian, and also. Mm. Uh good evening, the Catherine. The good Catherine,
1: evening. I forgot her name as well for a bit. <laughs> uh, what, what can we do for you, lovely Lavinia? Well, what have you got? To... Have you had any Lavinia?
2: Oh no, come on!
1: Oh, definitely, every minute
3: of the day. Yeah, getting Lavinia. The second of the day, Lavinia. I, I am loving you.
1: No, definitely. yeah, you got you got some love in ya. Yeah. Definitely, and it's all
3: a coming. Is it? Uh, From Talk Radio. Talk
1: Radio. It's the home of love, unless it's Julia Hartley Brewer or Matthew Wright. Shitty shows.
3: Well, can I just say something, my lovely? What I'd like to say, exactly what you... (laughs) Hang on a minute. Is that going to get
1: me the sack, Catherine? Is that going to get me the sack? (laughs) I'm just thinking we needed some new jingles. Okay, there we go. Okay, (laughs) I'll put some love in ya. Yes, love in ya.
3: Right. What I'd like to say, my lovelies, is that half an hour ago uh, yes. you was talking about everybody, all the top bus uh, singers are fading away, and what are we going to do? Yes. Right. And how are we going to replace it? And I have come up with a fantastic uh, solution. Yes. Uh, uh, can I sing it to you? Oh yes, please, Lavinia. All right. All you need is love, all you need is love, all you need is love, love, love is all you need. Thank you
1: very much indeed, you absolute fruitcake. It's weird you didn't do the trumpets. So who's this this mysterious person? Have you found that mysterious doll yet? Tweet one, tweet two. Somebody may have delivered it to the wrong building. Tweet three... I am conscious I'm not on speakerphone. I will resend the doll to the proper address, or is it already there?
2: Well, who, How can you resend it if it's already here?
1: Who, let's see, can we? Um, uh, oh, it's double, double N. What, what, it's double N. I thought you weren't listening to us anymore, you absolute fruitcake. Right. Let's um, right. We got Luke is back, and hopefully Luke is not going to be on speakerphone when we go to him. If he is, he's in big trouble. Then we got Derwin. Then we got Alistair. We got ourselves a show that's cooking along nicely. This is the late night alternative weeknights from ten on DAB app or TalkRadio.co.uk. Take a trip into the alternate reality
0: of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there
1: on Talk Radio?
3: Hello. Oh three
1: four 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 nine nine one thousand. What are you drinking these days?
2: A cold infusion.
1: What is that? <coughs> me. Cold cold fruit tea in it. Um, you know, I was worried I've got um, pancreatic cancer, fatal yeah. cancer. There's yeah. no cure for it. Genuinely was worried about it. I don't think I've got cancer now, but something's going on, right? Um, as I was driving into work, I was on the phone to you. Yeah, hands-free Bluetooth. And then I got to work uh, about uh, half past six. And I said, Right, I'm going to go. I'm just going um, to check some stuff online and I'll phone the kids up. So put the phone down at half six. And I've been, been on the phone for a bit, about quarter to six, it's 45 minutes, something like that. Just, you know, I was t- telling you this idea for this game show thing, boring you, I suspect. And that's why I had a message. You have a message. So I, I did the, the, the number for the message. It's not 901 anymore, it's 443. Before, I used to press and hold one and it would do that, but now I've got to type in 443. It's a real faff. Anyway, so the message came up, right? Hello, Ian. Hello, Mr Lee. This is Dr Smith, the doctor I saw last week. Um, If you could give me a call at the surgery as soon as possible, please. Thanks very much. Okay, so I phoned up the surgery. The surgery is now closed, but... uh, Mm. Right, so, right... Why would a doctor yeah. phone me up just before close of play mm-hmm. to tell me to phone up as soon as possible?
2: Yeah, does leaving you overnight, wondering what she's phoning? She's
1: for. either phoning me up to say you need to come, you need to say goodbye to everyone you love now, or she's phoning up to say, "Ah, oh, you're okay. It's fine. It's not cancer. It's not pancreatic cancer. We found that the the, 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 the panic is over." But I've never heard of a doctor phoning up to, to quell someone's fears like that. Have you?
2: Um, I find I find the whole thing very irregular, the ringing, ringing anyone at the end of the day. Surely you put a phone call in in the morning.
1: Yeah, so you she think could she's... She hang on till tomorrow you morning. You think she's phoning up to say I'm dying then?
2: No, I just think it's a weird, but...
1: God, what a strange, what a strange, strange thing to do. But um, was her
2: how's her bedside manner generally? Is she quite thoughtful?
1: I don't know, I've only ever met her once before. Right. Let's, let's, let's... Let me listen to it, right? I'm going to dump the bit where she says her name, right? Because I don't want to hear a name.
0: Welcome to Gift Gaff's
1: mailbox. Gift Gaff. Have no new messages
0: and seven save messages, save messages.
3: Hello, and um, this is a message for Mr. Lee. It's Dr. George here from Cross Surgery. I'm just wondering if you can give us a call when you can,
2: please. Thank you. Bye bye. I'm
1: just wondering <laughs> well, if you can give, give us, us a, a
2: call when you can, please. That sounds breezy.
1: So I'm not dying.
2: I don't think so. They would say give us a cause, a matter of urgency or something, wouldn't they? And she wouldn't do it at the end of the day. But it's... (laughs) Yeah. Doing it at the end of the day and going home isn't right, is it? Not
1: right. (laughs) Let's go to to our friend, Luke. Hello, Luke. First of all, I apologise. I was trying to be a loving, caring husband and father to my kids. I just
6: trying to miss, miss it going on and... Completely messed up. So I apologize to yourself and to to
1: the millions of listeners. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Your apology is accepted. Thank you very much indeed. You've got to learn that some things are more important than children and spouses. (laughs) But your apology (laughs) is accepted. We couldn't hear a word you were saying. You were just getting fainter and fainter until you disappeared. Again,
6: that's technology for you. These headphones are rubbish.
1: Technology coupled with idiots, and we're just getting nowhere. (laughs) Anyway, Lukey, what have you got for us on this Holy Monday? I was at the Dan TV concert on Friday. You were there? I was the gentleman and we were tweeting each other. During- oh! Oh, Luke! Right, so, right, we got we got um, seats just over half the way back up at the side, right, if you know where we were in, because I left it a bit late. And uh, I tweeted that I was uh, was there. And then Luke tweeted me, he got posh seats. He was about, okay. you are about 10 rows back, weren't you, from the front? A little bit further, like 19. 19, all right. So then he tweeted me, and we're all wearing colours, there's blue and there's red and there's yellow teams, right? So then he tweeted me saying, oh, I'm, I'm at the thing as well, right? And I'm looking at the picture with my boys, and the boys said, I think, I think, and it's quite some distance away, he had, a, he had a burgundy top with a white line around his collar. Mm-hmm. And so the boys are looking at the picture and looking at the seats and looking at the picture and looking at the seats, and le- they went, there he is and they found you luke yeah so then <laughs> I, then i'm taking trying to get a picture of me pointing to luke who is about half a mile away right some distance but we could see him so i'm then trying to get a picture pointing at where he is right and i think i can i think i then tweeted that picture and then luke with his i guess it was your boy had one of those yep. giant foam hands and then, <laughs> then my boys went they're waving at you daddy and so Luke's boy has got this giant foam hand and he's waving at us <laughs> and my boys are waving at him. And we're just taking pictures of each other from miles away, waving at each other. Oh, it was, was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun, up. Luke. Thank you for that. We, my boys were in hysterics. They're going, there he is. And then, so then I say, where? I can't see him. And they went... Look, he's there, in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we worked it out. We had so much fun, Luke. Thank you, man. Oh, it was amazing, honestly. And I can't believe it. You know, he's
6: has got 21 million subscribers. you right. It's the first concert I've ever been to without listening to
1: music. It was, yeah. it was nuts. I, I really enjoyed it. Two hours he was on stage for, right? And it was, it was a lot of fun. They, they built up this story around these three teams, and it was really good. But the thing that kind of I thought was naughty, Luke, I know what you're going to say. Go on. Are you, talk about, are
6: you going to talk about the final game? Yeah, go on. The fact that it was sponsored
1: by... Uh, can we say the name of the game? Yeah, we can say the name of the game. Of course we yeah. can. Uh, Super Mario uh, Maker 2. Super Mario Maker 2, right? So he had this mm-hmm. this supposed battle with the bad guy, except the bad guy never played it. So it's him on stage in front of 12,000 fans playing Super Mario Maker 2 for 20 minutes... um, You know, which the kids kind of like because they like watching him play games and I'm thinking, I know where this is going. Of course, as soon as the lights went up, Dad, can we get that game? Dad. (laughs) I'm thinking, I've spent about 160 quid on tickets. I've spent... Way too much money at the merch, yeah. and now you want me to spend 50 60 quid on a game.
6: <laughs> I'm quite fortunate that my boys actually used their pocket money to buy it before we went to, oh. to the concert, so I was like, Yes, beautiful, Jesus, I was so
1: lucky. beautiful. Was so well, lucky. I'm hoping my boys don't mention it again. So, um, so I've got well, my fingers crossed. I was worried that you're going to see. I've like got twin boys, so I was worried that you might have had a few drinks went, too of them. They're exactly the same,
6: but you know, <laughs> It was uh,
1: it but fair play. I mean the t- tickets are expensive for everything these days. Yeah. Some show was not it? It was to be fair, I wasn't I was thinking about going I thought, I'm not sure about this. But it was exciting. I
6: was actually really like rooting for my team to win when the kids were playing. And then when we lost, I was like,
1: "No!" I got got such a buzz when, um, because I I I watched some of his videos. I quite bought into it, but uh, my boys, uh, when their team won. Their faces, they're up, they're dancing, they're punching the air. It was it was a thrill, and it I is it's like going to a sports drink. event. It's it's like going to see a football match, and it? it's the same I, thing. Before, before they even
6: come out, you go stand TDM, the chant, and I said, "What was amazing was that like the lights on the phone, yeah, all around the
1: whole stadium." Yeah, yeah, the they had the phone lights on and were waving. Oh, we didn't get asked any of the questions though on the app. No, we were the same, and we talked about this, and a lot of people said the same thing. That's the only thing that fix, didn't work. Fix, yeah. Fix, I thought that. Fix, yeah. So I thought I thought it was a little bit, little bit iffy. That, A little bit iffy. But ah, uh, well, oh, look, thank you because the, the, the sitting before for the first 30, 40 minutes before the show starts, is always a little bit. Well, what do we do? Um, uh, but but playing Hunt the Luke was uh, that was some game, man. So thank you very much no, for okay. that. You really, you really up, made my not. boys laugh a lot. Not a problem. And just very quickly, I am writing a book about mental health, especially in men.
6: So as soon as that comes around, I'll let you know as well. Send us man. a copy,
1: Luke. Thank you very much indeed. Best of luck with that. Thank you. It, it, Hunter Luke. My boys are going, there he is. They, they worked it out where he was. I was so proud. That was fun. Let's go to Derwin. Good evening, Derwin.
4: Good evening to you both.
1: Derwin, what can we do for you this evening?
4: I, I went to a car boot sale recently and I bought a load of old magazines. And I got a parade magazine from January '64. And there's a letter which is Beatle Weary.
1: Okay. Oh.
4: Now, can I read that to you?
1: <laughs> no, hang, hang on a second. I feel if if we're going to do that, then let me get... Um, let's get some appropriate um, music in the background. Um, here we go. There oh, Hang on. Let me <laughs> jump forward a bit. Let's, let's... There we go.
4: All right. Ready? Yeah. Can't something be done about those infernal Beatles? <laughs> I am sick and tired of looking at their photographs every time I open a newspaper. I am sick and tired of having to get up and shut off their cattle on the radio or television. <laughs> Long-suffering policemen have to, have to forego their leave in order to keep at bay their hysterical schoolgirl fan after a few brief weeks of stardom, they are chosen to appear in the Royal Command performance <laughs> on honour which Hivero required years of showmanship and an international rating. <laughs> they have been labelled fantastic, stupendous and marvellous. Rubbish! <laughs> <laughs> They are just another vocal group with no more musical talent than may be heard at a sing-song session at one's local. (laughs) Without all the recording paraphernalia and microphones Microphones. at their disposal... Microphones
1: at their disposal!
4: (laughs) I honestly doubt if their fans would recognise their renditions. What a blessing it is that teenagers cannot vote if they enjoyed that privilege, Britain could well be ruled by a Beatle cabinet next year. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's PW from London. Do you think he's still alive and listening to the show?
1: Oh, prob- probably calls up uh, James Whale at some point. <laughs> what? This is in parade, is it? Parade, yeah, Parade magazine. Where it was like
4: Kit Bits or Revelli.
1: I know exactly what Parade magazine is, young man. Don't think you're getting away with it. <laughs> oh, how are you? Are you single? Do you have a? Are you married? What's the deal? Unfortunately, no, single. Oh, well, this, well, this is why you're allowed to buy <laughs> um, historic pornographic magazines. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> very. It, as you can you, get thank you very much for that if anyone else has got old letters slagging off the Beatles 0344 um, uh, 4991000 dude great can we phone up that person who's texting because I'm not playing silly games someone keeps texting gotta guess who I am gotta guess who I am Ah, uh-huh, keeps texting. Alternatively, block them. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna guess. It's that one there that ends eight o two seven. Tell them to come on or bugger off. I'm not playing silly games, really not. Um, let's go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair.
6: Good evening, Kath. And evening, Ian. Thank you, Alistair. Alistair. It's good to be on the show again. Okay. Anyway, um, how, are thi- how, are thi- uh, how are things? Oh, great. I, uh, I, I had a top-up of a meeting today because okay. I missed last Thursday's, Ian. OK, OK. And uh, I was in London uh, mm. Wednesday to Sunday. Mm. I got back home yesterday. Yeah. And um, it was it was sort of fun because I, I was visiting a friend and we were celebrating something that he's achieved, and that was fine. Um, and But it was the first time I'd been to sort of central London for about five or six years. Um and we went to different places around, which involved um, a lot of bus travel oh. and a lot of tube travel. OK. But the sort of slightly off-putting thing, but at the same time, it was wonderful. Yes. People kept saying, do you want to sit in the seat?
1: Oh, Alistair! Oh, mate!
6: Oh, my God. So, initially, I said, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not falling over anything. But then they kept saying, no, no, please, sit in my seat. So I said, all right. All right, <laughs> Wow. Hey,
1: listen, someone offers me a seat. I'm taking it. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Thanks I very
6: mean, much. I thought, well, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to be rude if I just keep refusing. Take, so. Take the seat. Uh, but it didn't maybe make me, me reflect. Well, maybe I am 59, my, ha- my hair is grey, yes. and I am rather portly. Yeah. So maybe that's the reason. That
1: uh, Well, Yeah. Yeah, those are the reasons. Yeah, you're old. That's it, man. We're I all know, getting there. It's, it's, We're all getting I, there. I don't feel old, Ian. No, but um, yeah, you're old. I'm old. You know, I'm 46. I'm old. You know, I've done my back in. And everything's old. Right, so we've only go about 40 seconds. What, what did you want? Or was it just to let us know that um, you're willingly stealing seats from young people?
6: A quick one. You did mention motorcycles at the beginning. Yes. Um, now, what I really hate is those actual um, engine motorbikes oh, yeah. that are very, very loud.
1: Yes. And
6: they make them loud on purpose, and when they go by you, they, you know, rev them to make them even louder. Naughty, naughty,
1: naughty. And I
6: want to run them over. Oh, Ripping it!
1: Oh. they escalated quickly! <laughs> Let's go to the news before we get done for uh, inciting violence.
0: The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction.
1: Week Monday, I get
0: shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio.